I would like look myself in the eyes and say, invest in crypto. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Gio. Um, I'm happy to be here and excited about your new podcast. So, Thank you very much. Um, talk about uh, how was the journey from uh, the girl from Patiala to Bangalore and then to Texas. I can use me in the audience to what exactly, how was your journey? Yeah, for sure. A great question. So um, from, I think from Patiala to Bangalore was uh, easy because I had a lot of my um, undergrad friends uh, mm-hmm. from my undergrad uh, college moving mm-hmm. with me, like really close friends. Two of my mm-hmm. best friends were moving with me from uh, Patiala to Mysore, where I went first for my training for Infosys. Mm-hmm. And uh, that made it feel like, you know, like your family is sort of like moving with you. It's like a vacation. It's all mm-hmm. exciting. So that made it very easy. Easy. Okay. Uh, yeah. And like it was within the country. So I would say it was easier than moving from India to the States. Okay. Um, so Bangalore was like, it was life changing. I would say like one big step to move from a smaller city to a metro mm-hmm. city sort of <laughs> and um so many people from different parts of the country are working there so you learn a lot from them um lot i made a lot of friends which was which was amazing i would say like mm-hmm. so far um mm-hmm. bangalore was the best time of my life because it was always exciting and independence you recently got you're making your own money um right and, right you know that independence is exciting so much to learn etc um right. and then i moved from um india to the states that part has like three i guess like main buckets i would say like when i was when i decided to move i was so excited my family was so happy everyone mm-hmm. was so happy and excited mm-hmm. for me um no like anxiety fear or anything i was just like mm-hmm. okay i'm going to get on the plane and go to the states and figure it out right okay yeah. and that part was like amazing like so many dreams and you know like so many <laughs> things to look forward to right right um but when i got here uh uh-huh. for uh-huh. a couple of days uh-huh. i was like happy cuz my family in here was with me and like uh you know looking at the new country and everything was so amazing <laughs> uh 15 days like two weeks after i got here uh at, like it was night in the states and it was day in india and the Absolutely. first thing i yeah, in in the morning i called my mom dad and said i'm coming back really okay <laughs> <laughs> i i can't do this i'm coming back and um, what was the reaction what was the reaction especially from your mom how how would you <laughs> react to that yeah my mom was like why what happened i was like this this is not going to be easy it's it's going to be a lot of work uh-huh. uh, politically things were changing in the states and i like i could see like getting jobs being difficult and then in 15 days i realized how expensive it is to you know i start, i was converting every dollar to rupee and then realized i'm i'm going to be spending a lot of money for just for living and right. you know tuition expenses and mm-hmm. how will i get an internship how will i get a job a lot of questions it, yeah exactly yeah. and the the culture shock was um uh, too much i was homesick 
a lot uh-huh. of things were happening at once so uh-huh. that empre- apprehension that anxiety made me you know decide that i want to go back wow <laughs> Uh, so my parents were shocked. Um, my dad uh-huh. uh, was like, uh, "Did you not know this before? Like, this is going Absolutely. to happen." Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, "I knew it, sorry, uh-huh. but you didn't expect it to be this difficult." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, then, um, so then, my dad said, "Okay, let's talk a little bit later, and like, think about it, and let's talk about it." and uh-huh. t- take some time and uh-huh. you know sleep on it and then let's decide uh-huh. so um later that day in the evening i called him and i said no uh, i don't think i can do this like this is this is not the battle i want to pick for myself so right uh-huh. <laughs> so he said um okay if you want to come back uh, you know just I I hadn't gone to the school yet so before okay. going to the school it was like 15 days gap before my school started mm-hmm. he said at least we haven't paid any fees nothing so mm-hmm. at least go for 10 days mm-hmm. to your school mm-hmm. and then you can come back I'll book your ticket now but go like just 10 spend 10 days just Got like it. take a baby step and spend 10 days the mm-hmm. first day I went to school and I was like okay I can do this so okay. I was looking at this mammoth of you know this mountain uh-huh. from far and deciding that you know no i'm not going to climb this right But what my dad made me realize is you know just take a baby step you know it's not like you you're not doing everything getting the internship getting the job paying your bills it's not you you cannot do that in one day one day correct yeah right so like just take baby steps and you'll definitely make it and i just like climb the mountain a little bit and i was like okay i can do this you know so so that's that's sort of my story <laughs> shivka was it the cultural shock um in texas or was it something else um because say for a north indian uh, like a girl who have always been in in punjab and places in the north even coming down to a place like bangalore is going to be or rather my my sure would be cultural shock right because uh, the language is different the food is very different definitely different the weather is different so obviously even in even in india uh, there was there might have been a cultural shock so what was um, different when you landed in texas uh yeah i would say like um uh the food is different I, a lot like you have to do a lot of things by yourself like mm-hmm. not only you have to you know study and make sh- manage your expenses and everything uh, mm-hmm. you have to make sure like you are doing your own chores like making your own food cleaning dishes mm-hmm. uh washing clothes everything falls on your head and mm-hmm. you sort of lose this independence here because when you get here you're not driving you have to take the bus or an uber to get somewhere and you have to think like 100 times before you do that right mm-hmm. um so i guess like i i felt like i've lost lost that independence that i had in bangalore everything mm-hmm. every step that i had to take here i had to think about it before you know i <laughs> i do that right um and uh and i guess like there are a lot of indians here but but mm-hmm. um but then like you know seeing so many people from different cultures and mm-hmm. you know trying to adjust with them and trying to you know uh fit in sort of mm-hmm. is is difficult, diff- difficult. And, yeah 
Yeah, and uh, she's compared her uh, in at least in Mysore, you had a couple of your, your college friends there with you, right? Okay, so that might have been exactly. the yeah. Okay, so hmm. that must have been fun. Like I'm, I, I'm just trying to think from your dad's perspective. Like suddenly, uh, you, your daughter has taken a big step of moving to the US, and after 15 days, he's he's calling in that, "Hey, dad, I want to come back." I'm just thinking how <laughs> he would have felt. <laughs> <laughs> I know I never asked him this question but I should <laughs> yeah but, but I'm pretty happy that your, your parents are pretty supportive I would say pretty yeah, supportive they, yeah. yeah they understood and they're like they understood like what I needed to hear so that that's why my dad that was like don't think about two years ahead think about well, what you can do right now right? Uh-huh. so I guess like uh, that worked <laughs> out for me <laughs> that's nice that's good um, can you talk about um, your coursework in college? Like, um, um, I believe that was an MS, um, and again, the focus was on security, right? So, uh, what was the coursework? Um, did you, your prior experience uh, helped you, or was it a completely different ball game? And how did the coursework help? Because I, what I'm, what I, I'm told that it's pretty stressful there, right? Uh, doing the MS, uh, it's like a condensed form and you need to look at and learn a lot of things in in a jiffy and keep moving from one project to a different project so that's what i'm told so um how was your coursework and how was the time in in your university that you were for your ms yeah for sure so i did uh um, ms in itm which is information technology management there are like a lot of different uh, course tracks that you can take you can take <laughs> business analytics you can take um uh, uh, IT management, which is like just managing IT teams. And mm-hmm. then you can take uh, information security, which was a track I picked. Mm-hmm. So um, in the coursework, you, uh, so actually exciting part is I started as uh, in the supply chain field. Because mm-hmm. um, because uh, I was interested in that and I had I had like a cousin studying supply chain so I thought like it'll be interesting field for me I would shift from IT security to supply chain but mm-hmm. when I started studying supply chain I realized um, I was like I was more interested in security and mm-hmm. security excited me more than supply chain so I moved mm-hmm. to supply chain so mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say here is school is the time when you experiment on different like here especially in the states you can pick your own courses mm-hmm. um so it's it, it's the time to experiment and find out what you like because you cannot do that while you're in your job once you get mm-hmm. into a stream that's what you're studying that's what you're doing right so when you're mm-hmm. in school it's very important mm-hmm. to you know take different coursework whatever sounds exciting do some research mm-hmm. and uh, you know you know just get into it like take uh, whatever different courseworks you want to try. So mm-hmm. I, I was in supply chain initially, then I realized, no, supply chain is not my thing. I moved to back to security. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had like coursework on security fundamentals, basics of, uh, you know, incident management, mm-hmm. pen testing, hacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a widespread of, uh, you know, security has so many different fields, so many different right. niches. So, uh, widespread of different you know tracks I had like networking mm-hmm. was in there as well so <laughs> it was very exciting and you get to like it's it's not just like you are you are studying and you're giving an exam there are like so many mm-hmm. projects that you work on with your teams uh, etc so that makes it uh, fun 
I would say. So uh, it is challenging, but it mm-hmm. is also fun because you're like working with teams and not just like learning and giving an exam. You're working on projects and um, presentations, etc. Okay. Uh, if I were to ask you, what was a life lesson that um, you learned while while at school? Doing an doing an MS, yeah. What's the life lesson that you um, learned? I learned that you are as good as your network. So it is so important when you're school that you make a mm-hmm. uh, make connections, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they if those connections don't help you today, later in your life, they are definitely mm-hmm. going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my internship. I got my, so many opportunities through the connections that I made at school. It's very mm-hmm. important to network, join mm-hmm. student organizations, mm-hmm. um, meet people, build relationships with them. Um, it's so very important for your uh, career and your life and your mm-hmm. confidence and the things that you experience. It all mm-hmm. depends on the network that you build in your school. Okay, so network, networker. Okay, so you, so you were part of the uh, different networking events that you had, or have you been to uh, different forums, uh, industry forums, and conferences? Uh, yes. So I, there were a lot of student organizations in, in my school, like, um, you know, the computer science group or infosec group. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were like one, uh, it, there were ones based in from the industry as well. Uh, like informs was one that I participated in. That's like you, uh, that's the team where you are an organizer and you organize events for, you know, and you invite people from industry to visit your school, mm-hmm. give a lecture on something, uh, you know, meet people, do a tabletop exercise or, you know, group discussion, something of that sort. Right. Uh, the other part is you attend events like B-Sides is very common. And this is the cheaper, uh, I guess, way of networking. Because mm-hmm. like if you go to an RSA event or a Black Hat event, those those are a little expensive for students. Right. So you, right. Absolutely. Yeah. We, so B-Sides is the one which... Uh, which I felt was, you know, very approachable and yet easier to get into. So I would go to at least like a one quarter besides event where and I would, a lot of people from industry would be coming in, giving lectures. So, uh, you know, that's the best time and the best place to network uh, with the, you know, people in industry. And definitely school helps you with that too. Right. Um, school would organize like so many events like this wherein you know they were they would be calling people from mm-hmm. uh, McAfee or you know RSA or like different industries and uh, where you get an opportunity to meet them so you have to be open you know to right. uh, all these events you uh-huh. cannot be like okay I'm just gonna sit do my assignments do my projects and uh, be done with it right it's very important to you know meet people and network while you're in school um, I'm just thinking about it, okay? Um, this is completely different from what we do in India, right? <laughs> it is. It is very different. Um, so uh, I guess, like, it, yeah, definitely it's very different. Uh, networking is such a big part of, uh, you know, stepping your foot into the industry. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Here, and everyone really, like, knows that. It takes a while to learn how to do it and how to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is that is very very important part of you know the school and being here. Got it. Got it. Makes makes sense. 
Now, um, you have been in, the, in this industry, the security infosec industry, for um, on and off for at least like two plus years now. Uh, in um, what certifications you would recommend? Say today you have a newbie, uh, maybe somebody who's just fresh out of college and wants to make a career. Career. What certification you would recommend, and what domain you would uh, suggest in within security? Um, definitely. So, someone who's just starting in, I would mm -hmm. suggest taking the CompTIA Security Plus or CompTIA Network Plus, mm -hmm. depending on your interest. So, um, I would say like Security Plus is it has like every uh, some some part of every field like incident management it has, then it also has like uh, governance, risk, privacy, compliance. It has. Uh, networking as well a little bit so you you get that comprehensive knowledge once you start studying for the certification and write the exam it builds your credibility when you apply mm -hmm. for jobs so I would definitely uh, write CompTIA Security Plus um, and then depending on your interest um, you can either go go for uh, one of the SANS certifications uh, GIAC certifications you can go those are a little difficult ones and if your right. interest is more like in um, privacy compliance side you can go for CISM or CISA mm -hmm. um, so I would say like first take the security plus and then mm -hmm. based on, in, in, on your interest you can um, diverge into some of the different other certifications plus. like CISA that I mentioned got it thanks that's nice. Um, um, I just want to take your opinion um, on uh, how, what do you think would be the next uh, big thing in the cybersecurity or privacy space? What do you think, what do you, from your perspective, what is the next big thing in the space? Um, I would say it's it's not really the next big thing, but it is the current big thing and obviously it's going to stay is cloud. So mm -hmm. cloud security uh, is going to be a big, big deal. It's going to be, it's, it is already a big deal, but it's going to be even bigger as companies realize how important it is to move uh, to cloud. Uh, a lot of industries are going to move to cloud. So I would say that's, that's definitely the next big thing and something everyone should be investing in and learning about um, AWS, mm -hmm. uh, GCP, Azure, um, definitely is going to stay and it's going to be, it is the best big thing right now and it's going mm -hmm. to be the next big thing. So you, you would suggest like any kind of certification around it would help you uh, at least prepare, prepare uh, tune your career towards uh, cloud security, right? Right, definitely. So first, for anyone who's starting, I would say taking the AWS cloud practitioner mm -hmm. uh, a Cloud Guru has perfect courses. Like you can go to a Cloud Guru and uh, just start learning. It's so um, it's so informative and so um, exciting to learn about uh -huh. uh, cloud. It is very interesting. It's not very difficult. It's it's once you like get interested into it, there's a lot to learn. But uh, it's it's very interesting how they designed everything and mm -hmm. how they thought about like every small thing that you would mm -hmm. need setting up an infrastructure. Mm -hmm. um, so cloud practitioner is one, and then there's solutions architect, which is the second certification in AWS that you, that, that you would recommend. Yeah. Okay, right, yes. Um, do you follow any blogs at, or have what's the last book that you read? 
Um, <laughs> I want to like follow more blogs. I, I, I honestly, I really don't yet. I read uh-huh. my news from the threadpost.com. So they generally have like interesting posts on different uh, things that are going in the industry, uh, any new technologies that are coming in. So I read the threadpost.com mostly. Uh-huh. I really need to like find like my blog, something that's, you know, that interests me. And mm-hmm. so maybe something I can get back to you on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let let, let, let uh, me go, push you around. Um, what's the last book that you read? Um, last book that I read uh, related to security? Anything, anything, anything. Else. Oh, okay. Um, I am reading currently uh, Think Like a Monk by mm-hmm. Jay Shetty. Okay. Um. I think it's a great book. Uh, it speaks to me. So I think it's important when you pick a book and you start reading, if it's not speaking to you after some uh-huh. time, uh-huh. you're like wasting your time reading it. So pick something else if it's not speaking to you. If it if it not like if it not if it's not like lighting a bulb in your head, <laughs> sort of. It, <laughs> so uh, I really like uh-huh. this book because uh-huh he gives you like practical tips in these books so mm-hmm. i would recommend reading it okay uh, i'm a little surprised because um i i had some kind of um i've seen some videos online that he resorts some unethical means so that's one of the reasons i didn't buy his book but you would highly recommend jay shetty uh this book think like a monk uh, i would <laughs> I would. Okay. I, I think the controversy around like some of the quotes that he he wrote on his Instagram, yeah. and potentially like he has a big team. Maybe someone just started copying like stuff from someone else. So, okay. <laughs> but that wasn't right, and he took them off. So I don't know what happened there. But this book definitely is a game changer. Okay, so you would recommend this? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Should we could um. Now, in security business, you have uh, a uh, lot of uh, different domains and something. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's an ocean, right? It's in the world in itself. Um, what do you think about, um, um, do you think our governments are doing enough for um, in- ensuring that our cyber space is secure? Um, what do you, what have you, your views on that? Um, that's a great question, Gio. So I think like, uh, uh, I guess like rules are different for different countries at this time. We we need to come up with something, um, I guess like common because you are using uh, devices and like tools and applications in the States. You're using same devices, tools and applications in India. You're using same, uh, I guess, tools and applications, devices in Europe. So Mm-hmm. I feel like we are very segregated on our privacy uh, rules and that given that the industries can take benefit of us, right? Like mm-hmm. normal user, their privacy mm-hmm. information because uh, the way like one application works in India, mm-hmm. uh, there might not be enough rules and, um, you know, privacy rules and for them to follow uh, in that country. Um, right. So they might be, you know, taking more benefit of user information there, but there are more stringent rules in California, say, in the States. So they they are, you know, 
are like uh, ensuring that we they are safe, that people's information is safe. But so once we have like one common standards, it'll be so much more better for the world uh, and the information and privacy of users, identity and information. Um, then it'll be a it'll be a better place to live in. I would say. Mm-hmm. So so you would push for a standardization of. Uh... rules and regulation or at least we should at least make an attempt towards it exactly yes okay. um i like gdpr i mean it's strict i like the california privacy act uh, yeah. so i i would say definitely our information is you know is what we are today uh and um, i guess like the industries are trying to advance into facial recognition and uh that's that's going to be i i mean that's scary for me i don't i don't want my you know the camera set in a in a in an airport recognizing who i am right mm-hmm. uh and getting all my information so uh i just want like more stricter rules in every country and have a standardized rule um or regulation worldwide that that just stops right. all the misuse of the information in, in fact th- that's something i really worry about um just want to give an example a few years back i think 2019 um uh they started biometric based um voting pass in uh, systems in uh, in uh, in bangalore airport okay so you have you can just walk in and you can just give your biometrics maybe by your thumbnail and uh, finger thumb uh, thumb impression and uh, you can just uh, walk in okay so it was but in a country like india we which where which uh, where we do not even have a basic regulation uh that can be very uh disturbing right if if there's a compromise and um and i don't think yeah, so definitely <laughs> what happened with air india recently like yeah absolutely yeah yeah it was like so <laughs> shocking i mean so much of the um, customer information breached um yeah. and you know third party risks are not uh taken seriously so i mean a lot to change and i guess regulators in india or any other country can bring about that change so yeah uh, like india is a basket case um if you check out airindia.in at least the few months back the site was unsecured site it was not even https site oh wow really i didn't know yeah. that oh yeah it was it was <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you don't get if you don't uh, do your basics you don't expect anything uh, uh you can't expect anything from the company right so they just messed up the basics right so if a company of yeah, that scale if they don't they don't even have a basic http site um it was uh, it's maddening and uh, yeah, the response basic, definitely yeah, yeah so that, that's a classic case you can see uh, but again um, imagine like if um, since it's an air it's an air india it's a government owned company uh, there's not much you and cry about it uh, everybody just washed it off and as if nothing has happened but um, i i could i could just imagine what would have happened if this the same thing was happened in us maybe maybe somebody hacked or us airlines or american airlines uh, the response could have been different but in india it's the the chalta hai attitude is still uh, still there Yeah, I guess like people need to be more aware about their information. Yeah. Um once that awareness comes in, uh we'll definitely see people fighting for it and that might bring a change in the regulations in India, but Right. And um you know, today you have these uh, analytical tools available. Um 
available online um, uh, with, with so many companies providing that feature. It's very easy for anybody to uh, build some analytical profile, profile, profile you and then uh, uh, take actions uh, which might not be in your favor, right? It's very much possible right. these days. Yeah, it's so much easier. You're right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to end with one question. Um, if you have, if you have a t- had a time machine and you can go back into 2015, what advice you would give, Shubhika, yourself? <laughs> um, hey, you go back in time and okay. you go back to Infosys and you go to the cafeteria and you find yourself sitting and having coffee and you tell her, hey, Shubhika, I'm <laughs> from the future. This is your advice. What would you do? Okay, I I would like look myself in the eyes and say, invest in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> um, no jokes apart. Um, I would I would suggest myself to be open to taking risks. Uh-huh. Uh, more open to taking risks. I feel like I'm a person who does take risks in life, but have to be more open in taking risks. As in, you know. Um, as in, like, like I said, I decided to come back to India once I like 15 days after I moved to States because uh-huh. I was like just not open to taking the risk of spending so much money on my course and then not feeling like it was worth it. I wasn't going to take that risk. I wasn't going to take the risk of, you know, f- spending time on finding jobs and not finding one thinking, you know, negative about that, and not being very optimistic. So. Uh-huh. Uh, that's one of the things uh, I would I would suggest myself to find a mentor at that time because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, this is something I realized recently uh, for your financial goals, for your mm-hmm. uh, professional goals, and for your health goals. It's very important to have a mentor because mm-hmm. uh, you know where you want to go, but how do you get there? Once you have mm-hmm. a mentor, that becomes so much more easier, so much more. Uh, you know, they, they have been through that. So they, they can guide you right. um, and explain how to get there. It becomes so much more easier, so much more comfortable for you to do that. Um, so I would, I would like suggest myself to have like a financial mentor, a mm-hmm. professional mentor mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, you know, a health um, or like mental and physical health mentor who who can guide me to where i want to go now now that i would just want to just have one follow-up question now now where do you find these mentors now for say for anything which with respect to your career you i'm sure you can look up the people in linkedin or maybe forums and you can connect but how would you find a mentor for say for physical health or mental health or even for finance do you find mentors for mentors Definitely. Very good question. Uh, so uh, first thing for that is networking. Uh, uh-huh. You need to meet people. Uh, for example, if your um, goal is to run 10 miles, uh-huh. that's your uh, physical goal. You have to find someone who has been running for like running as much as you want to run. Right. right. So uh, there are like, in, even in Bangalore here as well, there are like running clubs, right? So uh-huh. you go, and join like one of the clubs and and someone who has been i mean people are so open and helpful um that you just have to reach out once and they are they are open to guide you and even if you don't want to do this it's in nowadays like you you don't really have to have a mentor wherein you go and ask them a question you can find a mentor in someone who is probably on youtube right like Mm -hmm. this person has 
reach their financial goals. That mm-hmm. is exactly what your goals is. Go to mm-hmm. YouTube, find that person and, and, you know, follow their journey, see what they mm-hmm. did. That can mm-hmm. be your mentor. So then, then you don't really have to interact with them. You just have to follow their journey and see what they are doing and see what they did. Cause like these days it's so much easy, like to find people on YouTube that, who, that have been doing what you want to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how I find a mentor. So if somebody wants to reach out to you and, uh, and ask you to be her or his mentor, would you be open to that idea? Yeah, definitely. Gladly. That's nice. Um, That's nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Shivika, we have known each other for a good six, six plus years now. Um, the girl that I met in 2015 um, have changed. You have changed, evolved into a different person. I'm really glad that we spoke. Um, I'm so happy that you have uh, become stronger, become uh, more career focused. And uh, I'm proud about you now. <laughs> With that, I would like Thank to close you, this like, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing talking to you. Girl. Uh, and I would say, like, you have played so much, um, so very important role in my life. And uh, in like, if you may not have known it, but you have been my mentor in, I guess, the security field. Uh, with the books you suggested me to read, the certifications you suggested uh, me to take. So. Um, I guess like I have always looked up to you and even though probably like we didn't know it sort of you have uh, guided me indirectly and have been my mentor all this time so thank you for that and um, it was it was great speaking to you and and this is exciting what you're doing like these podcasts to help people and um, I, I commend you for that thank you thanks Shivika for the kind words now let you go with an Enjoy your weekend, girl. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Rika. Thanks for your time.